0: Hello, Dory. Hi, Shani. We are back for our fourth episode of Return on Love, and during our episodes, we speak about adopting a culture of empathy, about mentoring, about the unique way DEVELOP implements the principles of conscience capitalism and professional kinship, all uh, concepts that will be super relevant for our conversation today. So I suggest we start talking about what we're gathered yeah, here to do. Yeah. And this is about, correct me if I'm wrong, satisfied customers.
1: Um, You're wrong. N- not, only, <laughs> not, only, not only. Okay, it's, it's complicated. All right. <laughs> it's <laughs> complicated. Maybe, maybe this is the face value.
0: Okay. Okay. But okay. Uh,
1: we'll talk about uh, much more deeper levels and uh, our unique perspective. I, I will start... As always, this is what works for us. This mm-hmm. is our like insights. Uh, uh, we are not here to preach other what to do. Uh, we're just here to share what's working for develop and what are the plans for us for the future. And the, the, the funny thing is that we had like the first ep- episode, and then Shani told me, "Okay, let's speak about management, leadership, and power." And we finished, and you told me, okay, ask what we'll speak in the next episode. And you said, hey, okay, let's speak this time about management, leadership, and power. And I said, I, just, I thought we just finished speaking about that. And And today, I will surprise you. We're going to speak about management, leadership, and power. power. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and... And yeah. But
0: it's it's not a typical conversation about detaining customers or their experience because at develop we see customers at, as partners and we're not viewing our company as a vendor in that way, but in some way we are not considering our customers as external to our work. Yeah. And I think we are gonna talk about it today. And you call it often customer amazement or all kind of wonderful words that we're going to yeah. talk about today and, and a really big word, which you're going to mention today. Yeah. And
1: if it's okay, let's start. Okay. So this is a huge topic. I'm passionate about it. I'm fascinated about it. I think I started reading about it like maybe 20 years ago a book named Positively Outrageous Service. It was an amazing book, uh, an eye-opening for me. And like I think maybe a year ago, I decided I'm going to read an extensive amount of books about amazing companies uh, like uh, Patagonia, uh, Eleven Madison Park, the the restaurant, uh, Zingerman's, uh, Disney read a few books, saw so the series about the engineers on the Disney Plus, Starbucks, Ritz Carlton, Four Seasons, another book about um, Eleven Madison Park, McDonald's, and uh, when I read all those books and and we spoke about uh, on the previous episodes, uh, we, I said that. We had a branding uh, process that we did with Tomorrow and Co. And uh, on one of those sessions, I said, if I can boil down uh, what everything Develop is doing to two words, it will be helping others. And uh, a Cohen from Tomorrow looked at me and said, okay, but this is not a tagline, we can't use it. And on the previous episodes, we spoke a lot about stewardship, and uh, I will mention it. It's like the generally recognized the acceptance or assignment of responsibility to shepherd and safeguard the valuables of others. And if stewardship is what develop does, so hospitality is the how we do it.
0: So hospitality is is the direction that we're going to talk under the umbrella of what many people call customer service
1: yeah customer service so we'll speak about hospitality what is the value perspective on hospitality how we boil down or minimize our leaders our employees to know if they are doing good hospitality or not Mm -hmm. and we have like a special or an easy method to do that and when I'm speaking about hospitality, from the books I said earlier, there were two books that were very similar, and soon I will say why, and, and they were speaking about hospitality. The first one was Setting the Table by Danny Meyer, he's uh, the co-founder of uh, Medicine Square uh, Hospitality Group, they are the owner of Shake Shack, but they mm-hmm. were owning a several uh, high-end or successful restaurants in New York. All of them were around the Madison Square. And Danny argues that service and hospitality are not the same thing. And and their difference aren't even uh, subtle. Service is the technical delivery of product, he says, and hospitality is how delivery of product make its recipient feel. So we're
0: in the business of feelings.
1: Yeah. Service is a monologue. Hospitality is a dialogue. And then I was driving in the car uh, a few, maybe half a year ago, I was driving in the car and was uh, listening to a a podcast of Simon Sinek. And he he was uh, interviewing a, a guy named Will Gadera. And Will Gadera was speaking about his restaurant and a book he just wrote that's called Unreasonable Hospitality. And the book sounds like setting the table. And I said, oh, something, I, I felt like a deja vu. I, I read this book already, but this is a new book. And it, it appears that Will Gedder was the manager of 11 Medicine Park and he bought the restaurant from Danny Meyer. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to go for a second to hospitality. I said, well, what is hospitality? Okay. And Danny and Will are speaking about hospitality, not in the manner of uh, serving food. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to Wikipedia. And there, there is a French scholar, uh, I think Chabillier uh, Louis de Jacourt. I think he lived in I think the 16th century, and he described hospitality as the virtue of a great soul that cares for the whole universe through the ties of humanity. And this was like boom. <laughs>
0: because, <laughs> why was this such a an, a boom?
1: Because it was such a big, such a big uh, description of hospitality. I wasn't expecting that, okay? I Mm -hmm. said, okay, this is, so I thought hospitality is getting people to feel comfortable serving them. And this was speaking about something totally different. And I I, I came across an excellent um, article that actually quotes uh, the same quote. And it came over there that hospitality is as old as the Bible. We're speaking about the Abraham courts, but uh, Abraham, he did hospitality. You know, he, he gave people a place and, and it was like a sacred a secret, uh, thing to care for the person that is traveling now. And what happened during hospitality, it, it was an act that you give for free, a place to sleep and food and you take care, and people came. And it was, it, it was actually kind of a return on free love. Here in the Middle East, uh, we have like the all these trade uh, routes uh, that were bringing uh, seasons and fabrics and uh, those uh, camel trains. Mm-hmm. And people had to sleep in safe places overnight. And they came and they got food and a place to sleep and a place to feed the camels. And commerce ties started over there. It was like a side effect of the hospitality. And it was a way to build community. We are risk assessment machines. We are checking like a few times a second if this is a safe place. And people gave shelter to strangers and they came one time. And instead of checking five times a second if this is a safe place, they checked only four times a second. And maybe in the fifth time they passed through the same place, they said, okay, this is a safe place. Mm-hmm. Maybe they didn't check anymore if this is a safe place, talking consciously. Mm-hmm. And hospitality, the, the word hospital came from hospitality like because on those places there were people that were sick and injured on the way, and there were people over there that knew how to treat them. And if you take the jargon of patient, what is patient? Be patient, my patient. Or uh, if you serve someone, a waiter, to wait on someone, you wait on someone. Or in Hebrew, metupal, it's someone that is taken care of. And there is a quote that patient is the support of a weakness. Mm -hmm. Impatient is the ruin of strength. And this is a long run strategy. You build the community through trust. Step by step, slowly, 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 till we are set to do business together. Mm-hmm. And I went looking. I had like this idea that uh, it's the opposite of uh, warning colors of uh, venomous uh, animals. You know, they have warning colors. As I said, hospitality is the opposite. And then said, okay, and and there is the same f- uh, name for that. It's a it's like the, the phenomenon of a warning color on, on uh, animals. And I went to the French GPT and asked, what is the opposite of that? Mm-hmm. And I got an answer that I didn't like. <laughs> <What's that? laughs> and he said that the opposite of a warning color for an animal, animal is the ability to camouflage. Right. And I think in a way, hospitality is a camouflage. Because? It's over there. You can feel it, but you don't see it many times.
0: That's a very important point that I think many companies are trying to achieve, but they don't really make it, or they do, and then we can't see it.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure it's Easy Sharp. In the last weekend, I reran a few hours of uh, interviews with Easy Sharp. Easy Sharp is the founder of The Four Seasons. And... I'm pretty sure I heard it maybe that he said that someone said that he said that. But when they started their first hotels in Toronto, they wanted to have like a, a concept of, or a, a guiding principle to how the hotel should be. And it wasn't a resort, the first hotel. It was like a driving motel that it was for businessmen. And they said that they didn't want it to be a, a home away from home. They wanted it to be your mom' home, your, your, mother's, ma- home. Y- your mother's home. Yes, and, and and again, I said, okay, this is interesting. Right. This is interesting. What is your mother' home? What does it mean? So what the, did, the what hotel what
0: should be your feeling should be as if you entered your parents' house. I,
1: I think it's it's even not that. I think it's. Getting you back to your childhood. Oh, okay. To childhood. This is the. This is what I'm thinking. Okay, right. okay. And I said, okay. Um, I went back to my parents' home, to my my mom' home, and there are a few unique features over there. And one of them, the electricity switches, or the slide switches, all of them were very very low. I was I'm the fourth kid, uh, I'm the youngest, and all the electricity switch were very, very low, that a, a four-year-old could light the right. lights and will not be afraid of the dark. And I remember the day that we, uh, when I was born, my parents had a four- uh, uh, Bedroom apartment? Be- no, Three-bedroom apartment, and they added a two-bedroom apartment. That uh, it was the adjacent uh, apartment, and and my brother had a, like a passage room. Uh, we had doors on both sides that connected the uh, the apartments. Uh, but I rem- and we had like two entrances, one to to each uh, right. apartment. And I remember the day that the technician came over here and they and they created the peep holes uh,
0: They drilled, drilled a hole
1: drilled in the doors in the so entrance door, and they did it. At my height, that when I was five or six, I can look outside and see who is outside if I want to open the door. And on the other side of the, the, the apartment that my brother lived in, there was a uh, people that it was in their height, but on the side that I lived with my my mother and father and, and me, we had two people on, on, on the door. Amazing. And we had an internal intercom. In, the, in the, each room had an intercom, and and you can dial and it's pre cell phone era. Right. And when friends came over there, uh, we everybody took a uh, an intercom and we were talking uh, with each other. It was fun. And uh, and there was a separate living room for the for the kids. And uh, it was there was a door and it was. And the door was closed. You know, this is a place that there is there are no helicopter parents over there. It's a safe place. My elder brother Raz uh, spoke with me like months ago or two months ago, and he's he's not speaking a lot, especially on things like that. And uh, my mother uh, had a, my mother died twenty one years ago. Like uh, next week is the. The, the date and she had her 87 87 birthday last week mm-hmm. and he, in retrospective he said about my mom uh, he said that we, we all, all of the four of us were different but she gave us the confidence to feel special and not feel weird mm-hmm. i never thought about my brother as weird and uh, but it was surprising and 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 interesting to hear it from him. And what I want to say about my mother and the proof is in the proofing. She kept us inflated. She kept air in our lungs. And then there was like one day burglars came into the room where my my brother was the connected room and he was used that everybody was passed in his room when he was sleeping. Right. So the burglars came inside, they took out the windows <laughs> and my father was uh, planning to go to a, f- a flight and they took his suitcase through that window. Oh my God. This was the first time I, I felt uh, that the safety of, of the, the this is not a safe place and immediately my parents put bars on my brother. Uh, room and on my room as well and the the next time I think that I felt in retrospective uh, the limitation of the safe place the home was is is the day, the the night I was diagnosed with the uh, Hodgkin lymphoma, with the disease, Uh, I came back home, I remember I went to my room and went to sleep And I felt that the safety of the home can't protect me anymore. Right. And
0: So to sum up your beautiful stories that you're sharing with us, and thank you for this. So you're talking about that special essence of feeling safe in your house with your habits and who you are as a person, not just the physical aspect of it and that sudden breach um, of that safety and that trust that we have. And if what we're talking about today is how you take this s- sense of, of safety and acceptance and transform it into the business world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think if I came we came to a conclusion that stewardship and hospitality is like yin and yang.
0: Stewardship and hospitality Mm, hospitality are binded
1: together. Binded together. My mother, she stewardship us and she gave us a lot of freedom. She gave us to do crazy things. And she sounds like an amazing person. Yeah, she was. And my father as well. Yeah, they were a team, but she was, she was the leader.
0: How do you see customer service in terms of hospitality or in general? How do you see customer service?
1: I read all those books and I try to see the, on, on the, all those companies and uh, amazing companies. And I try to see what is common to all of them. And I came to a conclusion that uh, I, um, something I'm calling the uh, moment of magic factories. I will start what is the moment of truth. I think uh, we spoke about it in the er- earlier episodes. Uh, the um, CEO of uh, SAS uh, Scandinavian Airlines, uh, Jan Carlson wrote a book named "Moments of Truth." In general, he says that every interaction with another person or a, a customer is a moment of truth. It could be a moment of misery. Mm -hmm. Uh, why are you making life so hard it could be a moment of mediocrity okay this is same like any other place and it could be a moment of magic right wow this place is different something special and 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 there is like the over the top moment Uh, you're doing something that's not from the from this world and uh, Shep Hyken wrote an uh, amazing book called uh, Amaze Every Customer Every Time. And he spoke about customer <coughs> amazement. Mm-hmm. And he said in order to do any, he, he spoke about a lot of companies and he, he, he researched them. And he said the good thing about customer amazement is that you need to be just 10% above average. Mm-hmm. So, there is is a customer expectation. If you're just doing just 10% above it, you're on the safe side. So, for example, when we are deciding how many uh, uh, vacation days to give or how many, uh, what is our allowance to uh, 10BIS or CBUS, everything, we are checking the benchmark and we are giving 10% above. Mm -hmm. This is how we, we use it. The bad thing about it, need to be all the time
0: right you're setting yourself a bench okay
1: and he said another thing uh, shape he said to deliver customer amazement employee must first experience amazement for themselves It right. starts start with the employees so and
0: this I, is why you started at the beginning with saying we're not only talking about customers yeah. but we're going to talk about employees yeah. as well yeah
1: okay okay and there is a nice story that Shep tells about uh, Ritz-Carlton. They bought from another um, owner an hotel in uh, Shanghai. And uh, when they came over there, the first things they did when they renovated the hotel, they re- renovated the employee entrance. They right. started from the employee. It to was make a it symbolic safe. Yeah, it seemed symbolic. You, we care about you. And I want to go to those industrial age meet hospitality. Right. Taking those, uh, oh, hospitality is old as the Bible and putting to our days right. and see how businessmen, are using it or we are chemical machines and they know how to use those things to generate dopamine, oxytocin at our side. Right. And there is a very nice story in, in Qatar, McDonald's, okay? And they got an order from a hospital and uh, they just, they have like a printed uh, card that uh, on the card they said, hey, uh, we see that you ordered the order from the hospital. We wish you all the best and uh, all the health. This meal is on our Mm -hmm. us and they didn't charge him for that. And this was went viral and on Ink Magazine, on thousands of uh, websites. And, and this led me to understand that th- there is a scheme over here. Mm-hmm. It's the same for Disney, Ritz-Carlton, Four Seasons, Starbucks, Zingerman's, 11 Madison. I want to go first uh, back uh, to a line that uh, we spoke about the unreasonable hospitality with Wil Gadera. Mm-hmm. okay? Eleven Madison Park uh, is uh, like a high-end restaurant. Uh, the, the book Unreasonable Hospitality starts start with the story that uh, Eleven Madison Park got an invitation for the ceremony to the best 50 restaurant in the world. Will there came over there and said, okay, we are probably, he, he guessed that they will be between the 20th place to the 30th mm-hmm. place. And they started reading the positions of each restaurant. And Eleven Medicine Park was at the 50th place. <laughs> it was the last, Okay. And he was disappointed. And this book is how they took Eleven Medicine Park from the 50th place to the first place. This is the book.
0: And what's the secret ingredient?
1: The secret ingredient was hospitality. Okay. He so said, that's the spice. Yeah. He said... I can't make better food than the other. Everybody, all the 50 uh, restaurants over there that are doing great food. Right. I can't beat them. But I can beat them to hospitality. And there is a very nice uh, story in the book and actually it's uh, uh, people that see the bear. On
0: FX. There
1: is a story that uh, they hear in Eleven Madison Park that people came over there and uh, they were on the way to the airport and They said, hey, we had a great time, an amazing place. And the waiter uh, dropped here and they said that uh, we didn't eat a dirty hot water hot dog. And uh, he ran out of the restaurant to the corner. (laughs) He bought the hot dog, took it to the chef. They cut it in four, did (laughs) did, did the seasoning on that and served it to the the table and the jaws dropped. Right. They They were not expecting that. And on the bear, they, the, the restaurant is in Chicago mm-hmm. and they and they said the eardrop to the table and they heard that they didn't eat the Chicago pizza. And they did the same story and I was sitting with Smadar watching it and I said, hey, this is the same story for my unreasonable hospitality. And a minute later, there was a scene and you see uh, the, the, I don't remember the, the actor over there, and he's reading the book, uh, Unreasonable Hospitality. Right. In the, so it was very nice. But yes. Will Gadera, he boiled down what is hospitality. Right. He says, it's feel seen, feel welcome, sense of belonging. And he says, the food, the service, the design, are just ingredients in human connection.
0: How do you incorporate these ideas in a professional services company that gives service for a long time and we have we see ourselves as partners. So it's a long-term relationship. How do you put these hospitality values in inside
1: we're in the business of serving people memories. And I want to speak about the big stones of generating amazing customer service, hospitality, customer amazement. So the first thing, generating a safe environment, disconnected as much as possible from the outside world. Walt Disney and the parks in in, uh, Disney World, they are doing extensive work that you will see nothing from the outside world. Mm -hmm. No poll, nothing. It's the same as, as you go to restaurants. They're taking you to another dimension. Then they set a high expectation. We're setting a high expectation and they over-deliver in 10%. This mm-hmm. is the magic. And the third stone, the, the third element is doing the unexpected unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. The dirty water hot dog. Everything, okay, the first thing... Lowers your level of cortisol. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not checking. Every five times a second if this is said, I'm checking only once a second. The second thing is starting to release dopamine. And the third, you're doing the unexpected. It's a rush of dopamine. I want to go on a set of ingredients for those magic moment factors. We are implementing some of them. The first thing, as you can imagine, this is a safe place. Okay, and mm-hmm. you, the thing to, to understand about a safe place, this is a two-way street.
0: What do you mean by that?
1: Uh, Danny Meyer from, okay, from, a, he says like that, ultimately the most successful businesses is not the one that el- uh, eliminates the most problems. Okay, it's the one that became the most expert at finding imaginative solutions to address those Mm problems. And lasting solution, rely on giving appropriate team members a voice as well as responsibility for making decisions. This is safe place, two-way street, means I give you a safe place and and this safety enables our employees to do things without to be afraid, to go out of line Mm -hmm. in order to satisfy a customer. They don't need to ask for a permission. In the valley, we said as a as a token of trust, you have two thousand dollars to help an employee, to help a customer, to help a colleague, without asking a permission.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You want your employee to have this safety, to understand they can do things. Uh, you don't want procedures. You want guidelines.
0: So you're creating a safe place for employees to create a safe place for, sc- for customers.
1: Sure. We spoke about it. We are mm-hmm. building employees that will build the business. Mm-hmm. Right. And The second thing, it's employee first. Okay, so Danny Meyer spoke about it and Ritz Carlton, it's in, in the Credo. The employee entrance in Shanghai is an example for that. forces Seasons in their website. Uh, okay, you can go over there and look and. The, This is in the website, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, Under the title, what we believe. Our greatest asset and the key to our success is our people. Mm -hmm. The third thing, they have a guiding principle, a cheat sheet. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: It's not enough to put freedom or it's a safe place. They have guidelines. People don't know, and, and, and we are working on that in Develop, the guidelines in four seasons is very simple. They, they have the golden rule. Love
0: thy neighbor. I think that's if, the If you treat people
1: well, the way you would like it to be treated, they will do the same for you. This is from the site. And Ritz-Carlton, they have the credo, we are ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. It means that we will serve you like a ladies and gentlemen but we expect that you will treat us in return as a ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. And if you are a rude customer, we will ask you to respect us, and if you will not respect us, we'll ask you to leave.
0: You're talking about a lot of industries and concepts about hospitality, and for the time that we have left, I would like to bring the high-tech industry. And how do you see hospitality as it's been, been... demonstrating through uh, hotels and services and foods and experiences to the world of tech. And what does it mean, hospitality, for a professional services company or for high-tech companies?
1: Okay, so I I think everything gets back to generating a safe place for your customer, for your employees. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if it's tech or food industry need to be detail intensive. You need to be, to show your uh, professionalism, and and you need to ask yourself for your employees, for your colleagues, in every interaction, if what I did now generated a safe place for the other person, Mm -hmm. or just said, okay, Instead of checking five times a second, if this is a safe place, I'm starting checking 10 times a second, maybe 20 times a second. And the thing that I, I would like to get to that at the end is when you lower the level of cortisol and generate a real safe place, it's put everybody into a flow state, a zone that they can be creative and generate value. And if... You are not generating a safe place not for your customers. You don't meet their expectation. You are not transparent. They don't know what you do. They, you hide uh, information from them. You are surprising them not in a good way. You are not over-delivering. You are under-delivering. You didn't set the expectation. You didn't go above the expectation. You generate a less safe place for them. They are worried about that. They are not free to do the thing they want, need mm-hmm. to do.
0: I think the, the vision that you're suggesting here is, is very unique and complicated because in a way, what you're saying is we have to create a safe place for our employees so they can be their best and or, and it doesn't really matter, create a safe place. The order doesn't really matter. Create a safe place for our customers, for our partners uh, in this relationship. and And this goes hand by hand, right? We're creating both. Who in the organization is responsible to create this culture? Uh,
1: culture is, is is something that uh, um, you need to demonstrate. Okay, culture is what the things you do and the things you don't do, and it's it, it's a, a collective responsibility. But you, as 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 a manager, you need to to root out. Uh, people that don't generate a safe place for everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay, and 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 uh, it's crucial. This is uh, Jim Collins. Put the right people on the bus. The wrong people off the bus.
0: So it's everybody's job.
1: It's a culture. You know, you can you can mimic or duplicate a uh, Four Seasons Hotel. You can buy the same mattresses. Actually, for season selling the mattresses. You can buy the pillows. <laughs> they are selling the pillows Okay, and and, and y- you can mimic the hotel. It's very hard to mimic the culture, right? Okay, and the culture is a collective, and it's enough to have a one one bad apple, and he could be a high performer, but he's he he's not generating a safe place. The underlying bottom of everything. Okay, is to generate uh, memorable stories mm-hmm. uh, that people will go and share. On the list of those ingredients within the magic moment factories, they are part of a community. So, Ritz Carlton, uh, they are uh, doing uh, uh, for cancer survivors, they are uh, giving the holes to. To do uh, weddings and uh, for uh, kids uh, with cancer, they are doing like a fairy tale uh, prom, and and this is this is for the community.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the same for Ace uh, in the United States, the hardware store. This is for the community because the employees are part of the community. They're working in a place that has responsibility to the community. Zingermans. They have non-profit called food gatherers. It's a, it's a delicatessen. They are collecting from all Ann Harbour food and delivering to people in need. Mm-hmm. It's helping the community, but it, it's important to the employees. Right. It parts from something much, much bigger. We're not working in a deli. We're right. working in Zingermans. Yeah. Okay? And and, and those interactions generate Let's go back to what is hospitality ties of humanity. Mm-hmm. Okay, great soul. This is this is Abraham's story. And and those all those places are like intelligence organization. They collect a lot of information on the people. Mm-hmm. This is the patience.
0: But in a good way.
1: In a good way. This is the patience. This is to wait on someone. They collect. They collect. They collect. They collect. And then they show you something that feels like magic. Right. It feels like magic. And, and you know, we can, we can go to magic and, uh, and Walt Disney, and, and there is a, a saying that uh, Walt Disney with one of the engineers They uh, asked him to do something on one of the puppets and one of the rides. And then uh, he told him, do uh, you, you really believe that someone will see that? And he said maybe they will not see it but they will feel it mm-hmm. and and another uh, quote by, by uh, Walt Disney uh, whatever you do, do it well do it so well that when people see you, do it, they will want to come back and see you do it again and they will want to bring others mm-hmm. and show them how well you do uh, what you do and this is the part of the scheme mm-hmm. you want to lower the cortisol, to generate a safe place, to have like an hospitality dome over the whole organization, disconnected from the outside world, and we have a rush
2: mm-hmm. time
1: here in Israel now in the outside world, and generates moments of magic that people will share and tell others. This mm-hmm. is the scheme part. This is a business strategy. Right. This is a business strategy. Hospitality in the Bible time was a business strategy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I will give and give and give and give and give till you will ask me. When you will ask me, when I will decide this is a safe place. He gave me so much. There is a saying in diplomacy called smile
0: diplomacy. So what you're saying here is hospitality diplomacy, hospitality business. Yeah. Not in terms of
1: hospitality. Hotels. Hospitality was early days diplomacy. Right. And and we have it developed. We have like, and all of them, all of them are sharing stories. All right. of them. They, with the employees, they want, it's not a contest, but uh, when you share something great, a s- amazing hospitality that another employee did, it's generate dopamine and oxytocin and another that another employee just heard that right okay and we in develop we have a in slack a channel called moments of magic most of the time it's misused <laughs> <laughs> people <laughs> are promise. getting a uh, present from develop and they think this is the place to say thank you to develop but sometimes uh, there are amazing moments and and and, and, uh, and we had one like that yesterday Right. Okay. Shemtov got a postcard, real life postcard sent by the mail, handwritten. Right. Handwritten. Okay. By from the, a customer. From from the founder. It's not his boss. Mm-hmm. From the founder of the company, from the United States, and in handwritten, he, t- he thanks him. He wish him a great twenty twenty four. Yeah. And guess what? Shemtov shared that in a moment of magic. Right. Appreciating well, Shemtov. It's, it's Shemtov's and, work. And, and, and this is other, another thing that all those companies are doing. They are doing mass customization. One size fits one. Right. This guy could have sent an email right. to all employees. <laughs> okay? This one size fits one. And see what happened to Shemtov that he received that. Okay, he went to tell the others. And another thing that they are doing, they are fighting commoditization.
0: So this is something every company should think about? Sure. About putting this lens of hospitality on our relationship with our employees and our customers?
1: Company, you have a, you signed, you, you shake a hand with his employee. What right. does it mean, the, the shake hand? Shake hand with an employee. What does it mean? There is a contract? This is, this is, this is, the, this is the issue, the contract? No. When you shake a hand, you have an agreement. Right. I will generate a safe place for you, mm-hmm. and you will generate a safe place for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If you are getting back to the contract, you missed it. That's amazing. Okay?
0: Yes. And this is what communicates to customers as well, without
2: even the, saying The it. contract
1: is a proxy. Mm-hmm. The contract is a proxy. It's the underline. I'm, I'm for the last two months or months and a half, we're working on this episode, and I'm hundreds of times a day, I'm telling to myself, this is a safe place. This is a safe place. This is a safe place. This is everything. Mm-hmm. There is nothing more than that. Right. Helping other is generating them a safe place. Okay? Mm-hmm. Letting them be themselves is generating a safe place for them. They are not, they are unique. Right. And when we are coming to our employees and we're talking about Joseph Campbell, a hero journey, and the transformation we are doing for employees, we are taking our employees on an expert journey. We want to make them expert. And on the way to become an expert, they need to generate content. Mm -hmm. And Shani, you did an amazing work over here in the last year, and only in develop, I I think that uh, we are close to almost 100 articles that they were worth over here. People wrote it. We you unleashed content or locked value from the people. Uh, you did an amazing, and you transformed tens of people here in develop. I know about myself. Thank you. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have recorded those four uh, uh, episodes. Thank you, Daphneel, as well. And this is part of the eternity. Mm-hmm. I think that um, hospitality is uh, a short uh, sh- short in uh, describing hospitality. <laughs> and I thought maybe maybe we should have called it uh, home hospitality. <laughs> okay? And I think trademark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> And I think the, uh, the the real world is safe totality. You need to be obsessed about generating a safe place for your employee first and your customer. Mm-hmm. You need to generate a dome, protecting dome above all the company, all your domain and every time that you take your eyes to the skies. It doesn't matter if it's your employee or your customer, it will see this dome, this dome of uh, safety, and you know, we are protected. This is a safe place. This is a safe place. And this didn't happen on the 7th of October.
0: Yes, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And I think the concept of that safety dome for that companies can offer for their employees and customers is an amazing concept to explain and demonstrate this intangible relationship that you can only feel but you not necessarily can see and i think this is a groundbreaking idea and i invite our listeners to think where they can put this dome within their relationship with employees and customers as well yeah Thank you, Dori Kafri, <laughs> the CEO of Develop. Thank, thank you, Daphneel again. our talented editor and producer. I'm Dr. Shani Horwitz Rosen, and this has been the fourth episode of Return on Love on Customer Service. Strike that, Hospitality. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Shani. Thank you, Daphneel. Again, a pleasure and a great opportunity.
0: Thank you, Dori.